In order for section leader Jack Cato to reach the cabin assigned to Zeno Core Centurion Ben Sivio, it was necessary to walk half the length of the prison ship's quarter-mile-long hull. The air was cool, verging on cold, because that was the way the Pax Humana's computer system liked it. The overhead lighting fixtures were exactly twelve feet apart. The decals that identified first aid kits, weapons lockers, and fire extinguishers appeared with monotonous regularity, and Cato's boots clanged as they hit the metal gratings that kept him up out of the sheet of half-inch deep water that glistened below. For unlike most ships, which had solid decks, the Umana had metal gratings so the crew could hose down the cells when necessary. The wastewater was continually pumped out of the sluiceways, purified by onboard systems, and used for everything other than drinking. That didn't represent much of a problem at the moment, however, since the ship was carrying only one prisoner, and he had ways to get back at his jailers other than pissing on the deck. Cato was the person he hated the most, especially after an incident eight hours earlier, during which Cato's shock baton sent a hundred thousand volts of electricity coursing through the Sagathan shapeshifter's body. So, as Cato approached his cell, Varofte put on a display for him. The Sagathi were a race of sentient shapeshifting empaths, who had the ability to assume the form of any living creature having roughly the same mass as they did. This not only explained why they were so dangerous— but why the human empire had been forced to create the Xenocore, a police force made up of bioengineered variants bred to hunt, capture, and imprison aliens of every description, the Sagathis being the most dangerous of the bunch. As Cato drew level with Verofti's barred cell, he was treated to a first-class display of what the Sagathi could do, as the naked alien morphed into a startling likeness of Officer Kath Larcy. She was arguably the most beautiful woman on the ship, and as the fake Larcy brought both hands up to cop a pair of large, pink-nippled breasts, she smiled suggestively. Come on, Cato, Larcy said huskily. Feel them. You know you want to. And Cato did want to, but knew that all of the men who had succumbed to such invitations in the past were dead and buried in the Xenocore graveyard adjacent to the high-security prison compound on Sagatha. Go fuck yourself, Cato replied contemptuously as he stalked by, which you are uniquely qualified to do. Verofti responded by morphing into a replica of Cato, which he immediately turned inside out. But Cato was gone by then. You're scared, Cato. I can feel it, the shapeshifter yelled through what looked like raw hamburger. Sivio's going to break you down to F1. When we get to Sagatha, you'll be shoveling shit out of my cell. Cato made no reply, but as he cleared the cell block and entered officer country, he knew the claim was probably true. Cato had served under Sivio long enough to know that the centurion wasn't one to waste time on idle chatter. So having used what many would consider to be excessive force on Verofti, Cato was about to get his ass reamed, a process both he and it had been through many times before. The Xeno Corps was not only organized along military lines, it was part of the army, which generally wanted nothing to do with it. 
In fact, most Imperial Legionnaires looked down on the variants, were afraid of the police officers, and jealous of their elite status all at the same time. Now, as Cato approached Sivio's cabin, he paused to check his uniform. It consisted of a helmet, held in the crook of his left arm, sculpted body armor, a kilt with a subtle plaid intended to remind people that the Xeno Corps was technically part of the Third Legion, and a pair of black, high-gloss combat boots.